What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the I'm Getting There podcast. It's your host, Michael Booth, and I am here once again with a brand new episode and a brand new guest for you guys today. It is comedian Jeff Applebaum, and I was excited to have Jeff on the podcast for uh, just to sit down and, and, and chat and get to know him a little bit more. I see him at shows and some and Mike sometimes, and it's always just a good time, you know, chatting about jokes and stuff like that. And so um, this was a cool opportunity, and uh, I appreciate him taking the time to do this interview. So go uh, go follow him on Instagram at jeff.applebaum. Also go to his, uh, click the link in his bio for his website. He's got his YouTube links and links to other podcast interviews that he's done. Hit his YouTube. So he has a dry bar special up there, which is really funny and has like half a million views i think um and it's it's awesome it's on uh, dry bar comedy i think if you search on youtube and you'll see jeff uh in there i think the title is called california's full of double standards and uh also just go to his youtube channel there he has a bunch of different we talked about the cabaret stuff that he does uh as well towards the end of the podcast and he has a couple videos of that up there as well um, and so, yeah, this was a, f- a fun episode. Make sure to go subscribe and follow him. Also, if you could do me a favor, follow the podcast on Instagram at I'm getting their pod, all one word. I'll make sure to tag Jeff when I post the episode, um, this week. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm, uh, pretty excited about some shows I have coming up, uh, specifically this Saturday, October 15th at Stoney's Tap House in Salinas. I am hosting a show where it's, I think that it's getting close to being sold out. So if you're in the area and you want to come hit the link in my bio, um, I'll post a, I'll tag it in the, on the podcast page too. Um, if you guys are interested, uh, it is, um, I'm hosting and it is Frankie Robles, Ivy Cordova with headliner, Johnny Pena and, uh, Johnny's awesome dude. I've done a couple shows with him in Hollister and uh, he does like the improv and other clubs and other like private event shows, um, and he's he's a funny dude. So get your tickets for that. Uh, links in my bio on the Eventbrite, or you can search Stony's Comedy Night on Eventbrite, and it should come up. Uh, I think it's an awesome name for a venue, and just a night, Stony's Comedy Night just sounds awesome. Uh, so go check that out. And then the following weekend on the twenty second, I'm doing a show at the XL Public House to be the Bricks and Beer Comedy Night. I'm hosting that one as well. And I will have Jacob Blazer, Jackie Pearl, Jimmy Meniz, uh, Mel Michelle with Headliner Faco on that show night. Pretty excited about that one. Um, should be fun. So I'll have the link for that in my bio as well. Um, that is a uh, donation-based show. So if you come to the show, I'll ask for donations. And also there's like a beer of the night that go towards the comedy night as well. And I'll let you guys know what that is also. Hope you guys enjoy this episode with Jeff. always have great things to say about you and you were like super super nice to me like right away like and you know had some great things to say and uh like like is that is that like um i don't know because that like i 
I struggle sometimes just to like be, you know, like a, a solid, like outward, like nice to people all the time. And you always just have like this bright spirit about you, man. Like it's, uh, <laughs> it's is that something that you've, you know, is that, is that taking work or you've always kind of been just like the, is like kind of up, 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 optimistic, uplifting. I don't know. You, you're yeah, talking to me, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. That, that's very kind of you, Michael. And, and no, thank you, thank you for saying that. And um, I, you know, I the way I grew up and where I grew up and how I grew up, I was always kind of an outsider. Mm-hmm. You know, whether I was the only uh, only white kid in in the neighborhood or on the baseball team or um, the slowest <laughs> or the only Jewish kid. So for some reason, you know, my mother always taught us, my parents, you know, is you, you love and you respect mm-hmm. everybody. It doesn't matter who you are, whether you're rich or poor and people are people. And, and um, like I said, as always being the outsider in some ways and being the one that was picked on and, and chased, they <laughs> would, I always have a heart for people who are, are working hard and struggling or the, the, if you want to call it the outsider and, and nobody's any better than you. And to me, it's, that's how you connect with and relate to people. So um, my mother was a very, very loving person and always just accepted people for who they were. And, and it, it's like what, it's like with comedy, it's like you don't even have to necessarily connect with or like or agree with everybody's comedy, but I respect their, their ability to do that. And you can see if somebody's working hard and trying and, and trying to do the right thing and a good person, right? If a good person, the soul and the spirit's going to yeah. come through to me, right? And I try to at least try to, try to give that back. And, you know, none of us are saints by any means, but thank you for saying that. And I, I appreciate that, that was the impact. No, you, you're a very nice, nice young man. <laughs> I have children about your age, so I go. So you know, you know, you're somebody's yeah. kid, and you're on stage and you're funny. Thank also, you. you're also funny, man. So it's my and, pleasure. Uh, you talking about growing up, and you you grew up in the East Coast, right? You grew up in. Mm-hmm. Um, did you start did. doing comedy over there? Uh, unofficially, um. yes. That was for survival. <laughs> <laughs> Not on a stage. But com- comedy was always has always been a uh, to me just a, a communication vehicle. I mean, how do how do we feel when we laugh? We feel good, right? And uh, my parents were funny. My mother was funny. My family's funny. Humor is always uh, a survival mechanism. You know, when things aren't going yeah. that great, but you don't have a whole lot. You know, um, I, we used to always say, um, you know, we never had a lot of money. My mother mother would always say, "We're rich in resources. We're rich in love." You know. So you kind of find humor is what makes you feel happy. You don't need to be rich. You don't need to have a lot of money to be happy, right? And having a lot of money it doesn't mean you're happy either. So uh, humor was a survival mechanism. If somebody would pick on you, if you were funny, you could either make somebody who's trying to steal your, your wallet or your bus pass uh, laugh and they'd maybe change mm-hmm. their mind or go to the next person or distract them long enough so you can run. <laughs> And then, like I always said, when I got to junior high, I realized uh, if you can make the girls laugh, it didn't matter what you look like. <laughs> so for me, it's all about, I don't know, man, there's something about making making first my mother laugh and then uh, making the girls mm-hmm. laugh. I don't know. Uh, am I still allowed to even yeah. say that anymore? <laughs> <laughs> making they laugh. Making they laugh. Yeah, whatever that. Um. <laughs> Canceled. Okay. I, uh, yeah. Uh, and so, like junior high high school like did you yeah did you like um did you pursue it 
but did you pursue it any time like where you're in school like in college at all or were you like stand up or was it kind of after yeah. you got out of school or you know, after so so as far as uh I always I always did like theater and musical theater and I was in um uh the chorus and everything my mother was an opera singer so we always had music and theater and acting and all the stuff and I always found it you know humor was always something I remember watching Eddie Murphy raw and watching Cosby as as a mm-hmm. comedian uh Cosby uh love that stuff and and Lenny Bruce and and you know and and um Mort Saul and all these people that some I got to meet mm-hmm. later and and Robert Klein and and just growing up with these guys George Carlin and I man this was to see somebody stand on stage and just you and a microphone and be able to use your words and just with timing or you know uh, you know Jack Benny and all these classic mm-hmm. comedians to go my goodness look at what they've done why I watch it's a mad 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 world movies like that as a kid <clears throat> I would go my god these these people are hilarious I watch all the Mel Brooks movies and everything um so so you'd watch that I remember when I was in college I got to see uh Carlin when oh, I was in Boston but but you know so so for me humor was always like I said a vehicle and making people laugh whether I was in if I was in an organization if I would always you know be in a position where I would be giving a speech I'd always use humor as a way to kind of you know hearing that audience laughter whether it was a drug if you will you know or just that public validation is something that always drove me and it's not a matter of oh my god I need to be reassured that I'm human and I'm okay sure we all have that we're all human we all need love we all need mm-hmm. reassurance. But there's something about validation, like, hey, here's a way I see the world, and I'm going to talk about it. And all of a sudden, the audience is kind of laughing or giving some kind of uh, feedback that's, that, that acknowledges what you're saying. It's almost like, oh, my goodness, I'm not crazy. I mm-hmm. am seeing something. Like when we're on stage and we start a new joke and we're not even trying to, trying to be funny. We're just talking about something. Um, to me, that's, that's, um, that's a great thing. And then – in high school, I remember when I was when I was a senior, we went to see our classmate right after we graduated. Our classmate, Judd Apatow, who actually graduated high school. I graduated high school with him, so we're next oh, to wow. each other in my high school yearbook. I will, I will show that's, you. That's I will wild. show yeah. you. I have a yeah. So he sat behind me in homeroom. I remember that because he's APP. I'm APA, and and um, and let me see if I have a photo here. Somebody, let me see if I can. Show this photo. So let's see if this this shows up. Can you see? Oh no! Whoops! That didn't work because I hit something. Okay, let's see here. Tell me if that's. Oh yeah! Wow! Look at that! Look at that! Look at that! Look at my Jufro. <laughs> that's uh, and and uh, we went to see him at Governor's. It's a comedy club oh, in Levittown, yeah. Long Island. It's a great great club, and and he was opening, and he was he was at energy. I'm like, man, he's he's doing it. He's on stage, and I. I said, you know, I've always found you. I'm going to do that one day. And I was about to go to school to study engineering. And I'm like, I had to focus. It was a lot of, I was the first person in my family to graduate mm-hmm. college. And um, I knew that our family made a lot of sacrifices for me to go. So I, I also worked and went to school. And it was very important um, that I did that. And, yeah, you know, I got a good engineering degrees and came out to Silicon nice. Valley but new, you know, had to lay. I wanted to lay the foundation and put, you know, finances and things in place. And then, you know, met my wife. Had a, had a, at least one kid at the time, and you know, at that point, things okay. Now I'm, you know, accomplished a few things. 
keep them stable. I want to go after my dream, but I didn't. I, I want to say I didn't want to put them at, at okay, risk, if you yeah. will. Right? I want them, I, and I got. I've always had full support from my wife and my my kids, and and uh, my oldest son actually performed with me, oh, and nice. he went to school in New York. We went. It was. It's awesome. I mean, he always would. You know, when 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 they when they still like me, you know, <laughs> no, right, kidding. When he looked up, he was like, "Man, look at what Daddy's doing. He want to do some stuff with me," and mm-hmm. that's always fun. Like we always do certain business being, or I'd be speaking at a business event, and I, I always used humor. But making the transition to comedy was different, right? Because it's about it's it's an audience of all sorts of different people that are all mm-hmm. over the map. You don't know where people's minds are, and to me, it's again when you when when I stop trying to think about trying to be funny, but just how do I just what's going on in these people's minds? Maybe, maybe it's a Friday. They just had a hard week at work. Maybe something's going on in the world. Um, maybe I'm upset about something. Maybe I'm excited about something and just connecting with people. And even like when I, when I go to Santa Cruz and I've seen you at these events, Santa Cruz, you know, maybe I'm a bit older than a lot of the audience and I go, okay, they're looking at me now. I just, I, I still think in my mind, I'm cool. And my kids, even though my kids are dead, you're not. Okay. Um, how do I connect with them? And, and not look like the parent chastising mm-hmm. them. Just just talk about something I find funny, you know, uh, something crazy and, and and things that happen. You know, I finally paid off my my Pilates degree, and then they cancel student debt. You know, mm-hmm. say something stupid, and then uh, to me that's funny. So, and uh, I'm also curious too because I've watched, like I said, I was looking at some stuff earlier, and I saw that you've had some. Like you were on the was a late late show with Craig Ferguson. Yeah, late late show. Which yeah. I yeah. like. I I go back and watch a lot of those old interviews with him because he's just so he's so funny. Like I I'm curious, and I've seen you do some other kind of stuff where it's more like production like that. I'm curious, mm-hmm. like what you find, like what you enjoy about the differences between like doing a set like that where it's kind of more like like it's all produced kind of everything's like as opposed to like doing something mm-hmm. like more like a santa cruz or like a like a kind of like a, a club or something like a, more like a looser environment like what do you mm-hmm. what do you enjoy mm-hmm. about the differences between those two things oh sure i mean i mean you, you think you think about the, the quality of production of a, of a tv thing or my, like i had i was able to do the dry yeah, bar did, comedy yeah. recently which has been i was very very appreciative and honored by that uh you know it's an opportunity Every set you do, whether it's an open mic, uh, a showcase, a club, uh, a theater, a TV set, they're all opportunities. And now when, when I'm filming something for TV, you're like, okay, wow, this is something that's going out on national TV. Mm-hmm. So you want to be very tight with your time. You want to cut out any extra words and you want to be, you know, dressed somewhat professional, if you will, or, or at least uh, comfortable, to say the least. And, and um, re- really think about What's something I could put out that will be a high quality uh, recording? And now with social media, when I first did the Ferguson set, social media wasn't as large or as big or as as, as viral, if you will, as it is now. Yeah. Uh, so that's where I could take clips now from my Drybar special and post them, or Drybar posts it, and it spreads a lot faster. There's a bigger community that knows about it. Mm-hmm. More people watching stuff on video and on the internet than they do on TV in a lot of cases. But when you still have a national TV spot, uh, you got to take that seriously and you work very hard to get that. And, and uh, you know, it's a, an element of credibility of something people heard of and, and gives you kind of, okay, so this person could be professional. I mean, I can hire them for my professional gig where you could get paid uh, better than we, we do sometimes when we first start out. 
so so it's really it, it's looking at and you can't in your mind you have to really play that this is just another set i do sets you know hundreds of set thousands of set just does another set but in your mind you're going it's not but i want to really come across and, and have my material sharp and clear and crisp and i'm not going to go open up with something brand new in in something that's on tv or recorded that's going to be a promotional piece you use for a long time right mm-hmm. so you, you're always working toward i want to get a piece that i could put on tv a good solid five minutes and if i get that opportunity once it's there take that and leverage that to book other gigs and then get the next five minute set and then get a longer set like so the the dry bar special is about a half hour mm-hmm. so that was a real opportunity as well and um working working in that case you know the dry bar stuff is clean material that could be used um, can open for anybody, can perform anywhere, and also, you know, corporate stuff that'll do. But again, it, it depends on what your goal is. If you do a lot of corporate stuff, there's guidelines now and, and understandable. You don't want to uh, offend anybody and you can't offend it and people are scared and afraid and you want to put stuff out. But you also want to be able to still be yourself and say. Mm-hmm. So that's really where connection comes so is so important with everything. You got to connect with people, let them accept you for who you are and realize you're not being – you're not trying to be evil or mean, then you could just do your comedy and share an observation that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, you know, without sucking the funny out of it. <laughs> yeah. So had you had you been had you been like working that set for a, like a, a while before you did it on on that? Some say that's the only set I've ever worked <laughs> on. On which one? On, on, uh, um, well, bo- I guess both of them. Like uh, it. Like I because. I, I guess the pro like I'm just curious on the process like to like do you get do you submit like that material to yes. them yes and then yes and then get picked or is it like they kind of yes oh, okay for both of those, for both those I had to send them a pre uh, previously recorded set from a club or a show mm-hmm. and for CBS they also wanted a transcript which made it easier because they they have guidelines about national TV and they have certain sponsors and people that can't. You know, you can't say this. You, you don't want to offend or insult any particular group or somebody that can't fight back kind of concept, which which is no no issue. I understand. Yeah. Um, or put down a, a potential sponsor of the of the program. Uh, Dry Bar, their their concept is it's got to be clean, and then they wrote it back. No, I mean really clean. And and it's a matter of uh, I find that the audiences are you know you're not telling knock knock jokes. They like real material. Mm-hmm. It's just any any. Excess, I mean, excessive profanity in one thing is, is one measure in a yardstick. But I, I tell people often, I'll say, um, how many of you were fans of George Carlin? You know, and the hands will go up. And I'll say, keep your hand raised uh, if, if you like clean comedy. And, you know, 90% of the hands will stay up. And I'm like, whoa, you're a bunch of hypocrites. They go, no, no, you don't. I said, well, no, you're a bunch of hypocrites. You don't understand. I go, no, I do understand. And audiences are fine with profanity if it's not excessive or something yeah. if they if they prefer clean or some want profanity but the, the point is the ones that get offended by profanity in general it's not so much the profanity as to is it necessary there right if i drop a brick on my foot i'm not going to say oh darn yeah. right? i'm going to say something else <laughs> yeah. right so it's a matter of uh i'm going to say cray or something mm-hmm. and 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 it's what you're going to say that's that's going to be uh that's appropriate for the situation right i mean i'm i, I curse all the time based on the the uh, environment because mm-hmm. uh, i grew up in new york that's a noun an adjective and a verb you know? <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is true like i i've never been but i have some friends from the east coast and like 
Do you? Uh, yeah, there. I just I love that energy. Like I feel like I yeah. I feel like I like it right now. But if I went over like I truly experienced it, I might think differently. <laughs> You'd be like, bro. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Dude, yeah. <laughs> Can we get some food? Dude? Yeah. Like I'd be like, man, like why are you being so aggressive, dude? Like, <laughs> and, you're like and I'd be like, what the hell's your own? What do you mean aggressive? What the hell's your problem? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell's your? What's wrong with you? Aggressive? I'm not aggressive. I'm just talking to yeah. you. The hell? You are you hungry? It's like you stand online at the deli. These delis are the pizza place, and you they finally get to you. Uh, what do you want? Uh, come on, come on, come on. Next, and then they put you back to the end of the oh, line. Man. You'd be like, I'll never, you'll never eat, Michael. <laughs> You'll never eat. Did you and some of those other activities you do? You know, I'm, you're gonna you're gonna start. Yeah. Don't you want to lose weight? Go to New York. Uh, I'm curious. Like move, moving out here, did you kind of experience yeah. like I get like a, was it a was it a a bit of a culture like yes. shock for you? Yes, yes, absolutely. It took me a while. First of all, to, people would like put their arms on my shoulders and push back. I mean, from the front. Yeah, the uh, not from the back. The, from the back. and they'd be like, bro dude why are you so close I'm like what are you talking about and i'm like i'm just talking to you this is how i tell you, you can't hear me if i'm not in your face mm-hmm. this close well i'm talking <laughs> to you That's how so, so uh it took me a while to realize that i realized i also talked very quickly and i'm thinking about the next thing and they're still on the previous one or if i yelled or said something i was just expressing an emotion or a feeling i wasn't angry mm-hmm. so so that was uh it took me a while to as you mature in general to learn how to just shut up and then, uh, back off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Like I've had, uh, I have a friend recently. He just moved to, to Arkansas and he, he's been, just... Oh yeah. They speak real fast there. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was actually, oh, yeah. <laughs> you see that pig, that razor back. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a great example, Mike. Yeah, uh, well, no, he was he was just telling me like <laughs> he's telling them, man, it's like they everybody's been telling him how fast he talks, and, he, and he's from where's he from? Uh, from Washington, Turlock. from Washington, oh, from... Uh, where I'm from, and Washington State, yeah, where people are known Washington State, where people are known to speak so fast. <laughs> but uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> No, but just he—he's even noticing like he every time he yeah. it's just like he has to slow down and there and yeah. it's like absolutely he's like whoa like I can't <laughs> and so tiny. I, Amazon and 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 Microsoft and it screwed everything up up there man I'm telling you <laughs> Washington used to be beautiful see the Space Needle it's not what it used to be no it's not it's uh it Tacoma though uh I, I I've been last time I was home the that area is getting like a totally whole new um yeah. new face yeah it's kind of nice. what's the difference now just there's this well there's like the the kind of like rustin way where the puget sound kind of ends like right in that right there and point yeah Defiance. yeah yeah that whole area has just been getting like a bunch of new like development and like there's a bunch like right. the nightlife and stuff it's it's really have you been up there uh sea tac i've been i haven't sea tac yeah i haven't actually the downtown seattle is very nice mm-hmm. actually i like that area it's uh it's nice restaurants and, and things and and uh yeah yeah i said this i said this to other people too like san francisco san jose it's it's it reminds me so much of like tacoma seattle it's like the, it's yeah it's like it's right. very similar like it's like we have like yeah we have like the it's almost the same layout too it's like the way that yeah. It, yeah it's it's very cool easy escape to canada it's it's very good you know there's a draft or anything <laughs> like that or the wrong person gets elected you just go up there or you, you need some 
medical procedure. Yeah. Come on, man. You got to, just you got to remember when you're over the border, you say First Nations, not Native American. Bro, you got to pay attention to these things. Have you ever have you ever performed up there at all? Have you ever gone like Canada? There? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Eh? Yeah, the Canadians are great. Canadians are, they don't they laugh at themselves and and you and they're very nice they're very nice people. Just don't tell them that you're there for business or they'll look through your underwear and customs. <laughs> okay. I mean, especially in Calgary. They're like, What's this, eh? It's poutine. No, you idiot. No, no that's not funny. Get over here. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, you know, and you try to get all the quarters to to jam the coke machine here, but it doesn't work. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> I uh, I was, I was um, I was gonna ask you too about. You have a nice beard, by the way. Sorry, uh, I just want to tell you, you have a very nice beard. Thank you. I'm you I'm annoyed that it comes in red, as I have. Ah, uh, your hair is red. No, isn't no, it? No, I kind of have like a that's like gray and brown. Gray, bro. You're like in your twenties. <laughs> I have some gray, but it's not it's not a lot. It's coming in though. But yeah, this, my beard grows in like very ginger like like and kinda like light ginger brown. gingerly. Yeah. Or ginger. <laughs> no, very ginger. red, very ginger. Like I don't I have some other I guess it's like a I looked it up and it's like a trait. Like if you have that yeah. then it's like recessive trait. It's like yeah. you're you're one step away from being full redhead, I guess. It's like Bro, it's it's very good. That's that's uh, yeah, that's it's, <laughs> I don't know. I I would carry top. Look out, man! It's <laughs> uh, no. I'm serious. I, I mean, I was as you said, nice beard and red. It's nice. You could just say you color it, or it's just that it makes it. It mm. makes it nice. Or that I, I get a lot of sun, or I don't know, just to yeah, my face, exactly. I just just the chin. I just look up at the sun all day. <laughs> then you shave. You got like like a mark. Yeah. A tan line. Sun all day. Uh, yes, that's right. I would. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I wanted to ask you too about that thing that you did recently because you got to do some pretty cool, like it looks like you like stuff related to comedy, but like in these oh, different yeah. veins. Like I saw you did like the it was the cabaret show where you did um, life is a cabaret. Like that was pretty cool to see. Like you were we were you were doing like somebody's was it like was his name uh, Bishop right. Joey Bishop. Oh yeah. Okay. So yes, I I also I, we have, we have some shows coming up. When when where is this going to air? Um, this will be this will be coming out uh, next. Audience of thousands. Am I correct? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, hopefully. Um, no. Just say yes, Michael. Yes. Just say yes, Michael. Uh, say yes, Michael. Just say you have eight thousand followers and growing. And um, yes. but this. So, yeah. So I got coming up. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say this will be airing probably next week. Uh, Beautiful. Eleventh, I think. In time, because I got some Rat Pack. So Rat Pack, are you familiar with the Rat Pack? I've heard of it. Yeah, I, I'm so, familiar. Right. Not the Rat. You know, never mind. The uh, uh, Rat Pack. So Frank Sinatra. You know Frank Sinatra, right? Mm -hmm. Please say yes. Yes, or I'll yes wanna, I knew Frank cry. Sinatra. Okay. <laughs> what are they teaching these kids in school? <laughs> Come to our safe space. You must have a safe space. No, no, Timmy, you can't. No, I won't yell at you, Timmy, because it's not appropriate. Which, uh, we used to get hit by the teachers and screaming, but you know that's us. Um, so Sinatra, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., and Joey Bishop. So I play Joey Bishop, the comedian, and we do this great tri uh, musical tribute. So it's it's a wonderful show. We got one coming up in Palo Alto at the Oaks Lodge on October twenty first, twenty twenty two, and then twenty second I'll be in uh, Zio Fredo's in Pleasant Hill, 
and then Walnut Creek on the 17th. So I've got a great, talented cast of people. So it's fun to do, be able to do comedy and, and do comedy for in that era or in that tone yeah. or that style of that early 60s, that, that generation, but also pull in modern stuff on my material mm. and, and uh, bring that in as well. And you have uh, older audiences, you know, like my age or your parents' age. And uh, <laughs> I think I'm older than your mom or something like Probably. that. Probably. But the um, – yeah, the uh, <laughs> like I got underwear older than you, and I'm wearing it. It's holier than the Pope. The uh, this this the uh, this guy, this guy. Uh. He's, 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 you, you're good. You, you're good. You, you're good. You, you shoot it. You shoot it. Well, but you shoot it. The uh, this guy, this guy. So we do the Rat Pack. It's fun. It's music, and people like it. And then people in the young generation, uh, yours, for example, are you in? Are you a millennial? Yeah. All right, so I'm sorry if I offend you. Okay. The uh, it's a, the uh, <laughs> I like the I always like to say the millennial rhapsody. I'm offended. I'm offended. I'm offended. Let me post. <laughs> okay, okay. The uh, <laughs> sorry, no, you're sorry. Good. Didn't mean didn't mean to criticize the color of your beard, but the uh, uh, which I didn't. No. <laughs> so so that's a great show. Great music. That's that's classic music. That you know those songs are. Not just my way. We sing, uh, we sing all sorts of stuff. Nice. Uh, that's life. Mm-hmm. That's what all the people say. It's all all sorts of good stuff, and it's fun. And some of I don't know if you ever did theater. Uh, nah. Straight people could do theater too. Okay, don't be offended. <laughs> but the uh, okay, all right, thank you. It's uh, it's it's fun to to be on stage and sing and dance and 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 tell jokes. Oh yeah. And be with talented people. We got a band. It's, it's awesome, buddy. It's like putting it all together. And uh, you, you like music and bands and everything too. So yeah, that's, that's a fun that's thing. Really and cool, I, yeah. I always. And here's the thing: my career, my buddy, dear friend, comedian, wonderful comedian, Mickey Joseph. He's the one who helped me get involved in that 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 production. So he called me. It was almost you know 15, 20 years ago on this thing. He goes, uh, "Can you sing?" And I'm like, "Who is this?" He's like, "Mickey." Mm-hmm. I go, "I'm kidding." So uh, Sandy Hackett, who's Buddy Hackett's son, you know, Buddy Hackett is one of the great comedians, uh, has this Rat Pack show where he played Joey. He plays Joey Bishop. And then they would bring him here to San Francisco. And anytime there was something different or like, hey, would you like to perform this corporate event or uh, or 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 in in this this theater or in this restaurant? Whenever I I, I think about it, I've always in general, I've always welcomed and taken on these different challenging things that would stretch your comfort zone, if you will. Right. Mm-hmm. So then it becomes a new comfort zone. I would say if you're if you're in your comfort zone, you're you're not growing. So you got to always stretch and get out of it and do something something interesting and different that's interesting to you. I also turn down things. You know, people you ask you some some gigs you don't have to take. You know, I think some people do. Um, I th- one guy wanted me to, I think, dance, dress as an Orthodox Jew and dance in circles with bottles or something. I'm like, oh, I'm okay with that. But the, uh, or, or you know, I think there's some people that do nude comedy. Oh, and, interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm too busy disappointing one woman <laughs> as it is. So I don't need to disappoint the whole audience. So, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> We need to ruin everybody's day. Yeah. So I'll just stick to the jokes with my clothes on. But the um, yeah. Awesome. But in Santa Cruz, bro, that would be cool. Yeah. Right. You know that might be cool in Santa Cruz. Well, you know, Jeff, this has been this has been so cool, man. Like I cool, man. I appreciate you sitting down and doing this with me today. And I wanna 
I want to like, besides, you said you got some shows coming up. Where can people go find yeah. your dry bar, find all that other stuff that you were talking yes. about? Like, let the people know. Yeah, it's at uh, jeffapplebaum.com. Just J-E-F-F-A-P-P-L-E, B as in boy, A-U-M as in Mary, jeffapplebaum.com. I keep my schedule on there. And uh, my, there's a link to my dry bar special. It's fun. And, oh, man, it's just it's great to see you, and I appreciate what you're doing. You're always a great any part of the show you 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 have great energy as a host you have great energy as a feature or you close out a show and and you're writing stuff it's, it's smart and it's you, you're thinking about not just talking about your body parts and your dick you know i'm sure it's a very nice dick i'm sure it is a, it's probably it's probably red hair and everything but that's i'm not gonna ask but the uh, but the uh but you also like talk about other material which is uh Thank you know you. might be more interesting well, not no interesting necessarily, but uh, yeah, let's do. And then, and hey, always great. Keep telling jokes, keep writing, and then we'll see you on stage soon. And thank you all for listening and taking your time. And I hope now you can sleep better. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Please make sure to like and subscribe on any platform you're on right now and head over to Instagram or Facebook. Give the page at I'm Getting There Pod a follow to continue to stay updated on this. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>